Good evening, gentle viewers slash listeners. Tonight on Mystic Moon Cafe, we'll be doing a deep dive into those monstrous soul-sucking child spirits with a grudge. That's right. Tonight's about black-eyed kids, P-E-Ks, we might say it quite a bit, and mealings, which are the restless spirits of abandoned and neglected children. Think toddlers and younger uh, from Scandinavian lore. So with that, folks, welcome to Mystic Moon Cafe. How are you doing, Wendy? How are you doing, Merle? Doing great. I'm excited to be here and talk about these black-eyed children, toddlers, babies. Murderous, soul-sucking babies. Yes. The scarier, the better. Dang things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We've all had some encounters with these little wee beasties, too. Possibly. Possibly. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I'm fresh to the BEK experience. I just had it on Sunday night, but let's not let's not get to that right now. But I'm just gonna throw it out to you, gentle hosts, gentle co-hosts. Yes. Let's talk about the three competing theories of black-eyed children. Yes, is it, let's. Is it an alien? No. Is it a vampire of some sort? Or is it a specter? Hmm. What, what's your definition of specter? Well, let's let's talk about that since we've got the crew here going on and stuff, mm-hmm. and we're waiting for Amanda Quill, looking at you, homegirl, to join the broadcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So if we're going to talk about a specter, so you've got your regular ghost, which yeah. is just the essence of someone you know shows up. I've got a message, or you know, I'm just checking in, or I'm tied to the space, but I'm pretty harmless. And then you got specters, which are nefarious. They have mm-hmm. ill intent. So let's just talk 13 ghosts. Okay. Those are specters. Yeah. Seen the movie. Those are specters. Ain't nothing good about them. And they want something out of the living. Now, when it comes to vampires, I'm not thinking blood sucking. I'm thinking psychic vampire. Okay. Colin, kind of thing. What's his name, right? Yeah. And, you know, with a psychic vampire, though, I think we got to talk about some kind of entity from beyond the veil too because a lot of times psychic uh, vampires are kind of you know just like that toxic person you know (laughs) in your life and then you got like the things that want to turn you into a shuck of a human being okay um so we've got those options now i i totally i can totally see where all three of these could come from from the alien side from from the psychic vampire side and then from the specter side of it Mm -hmm. um I would say, though, as a ghost hunter, I'm going to lean more so on the specter side of it because I really don't know much about aliens and psychic vampires really don't fall under cryptozoology, which would be like my secondary. So, guys, what do you what what are your thoughts on that? I circled C on this uh, question one of your, your the of the show. The specter. Yeah. Um, the reason is, is because. Do I think it's an entity? Maybe because what makes me think like that? Well, I, I, I don't know. Cause we, we, we can have a discussion and dissect it all, but like they say, when the black eyed children come in, if you let them in, you can die, you can get bad luck. You could get this, you can get that. And I want like, why, why does that happen? Why do they say that happens? And Wendy? I think it could be any or all of the above. Okay. Um, yeah, I just. Uh, there's just not enough conclusive evidence, you know. To, to say what one way or another, what kind of a paranormal it may be. I, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I just I just don't know. I keep yeah. an open mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was totally. So I was. Um, and we're going to plug a few books because this is where we learn about things, right? Uh, on yes, the show. Exactly. Um, I thought the most interesting and well-developed take, because let's be real. You get a lot of stories about black eyed kids. You get stories and encounters. You don't get much speculation, how to type stuff. And I'm a how to and why type of guy, mm-hmm. but probably I found the book that best goes into potential origins is this one 
from David Weatherly. It's Black Eyed Children, but it's the revised edition. I don't I don't think it's properly called the second edition because David interviews. I probably will screw up the guy's name, Brian Bethel, who That's got right. he, he was right. Yeah, yeah he was I've the guy. <laughs> yeah, he was the guy that first published the report of Abilene, Texas, about an encounter with black eyed kids. But in this case, Weatherly goes into the origins a bit more with aliens Ooh. and alien hybrids, which when I hear that stuff, I'm thinking children of the damned, which we see Canada, Mike, you've got in your background. Yep. And I, I can totally see that. So a little bit later on, when we look at some of the media around black eyed kids, we'll play a trailer for a new movie that I think goes hard on the alien side of the house. But let's remember, it doesn't mean that they're little gray men, even though in this book, we, there's a little, uh, and the one from Redfern, here's the other one, get a little bit of talk about the grays, the aliens, but it seems mm-hmm. it, it could be an extra dimensional, intradimensional, interdimensional Inter. being as well. Multi. Multi-dimensional. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. We're going there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, so with that, we can talk about some stories. I can show a little video clip. I think while we wait for Amanda to join, what I'll do is go over and I'll show a little clip. And we talked about Brian Bethel. Mm-hmm. So I'll drop the clip. He appeared on uh, Monsters and Mysteries in America. I think it was in 2015. I could be wrong on that date. Uh, it, Yeah, it's from Destin- Destination America. So let me cue that up and we can watch that trailer, which will give us a little a, a good background. On them, and then we'll come back to the discussion and go into some of our personal encounters. So with that, folks, bear with me while I go over here and I cue things up and I have to flap my gums because I'm cueing things up. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And for those of you that can't see, he's also doing hand signs for I'm doing. I'm doing. Yes, yes. Even though this is going to be turned into a podcast as well. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Let me share my screen. Let me go here. Let me make sure you got sound. Let me know you're optimized. I am sharing. Oh, there we go. And let me move this out of the way. And let's play this and we'll get a good two minute take on it. Again, this is a trailer for the Black Eyed Children episode from Mysteries, Monsters and Mysteries in America. So here we go. All of a sudden, there's this very sharp rap at the door, and it startled me. I look over, and there's two young men standing outside. Chad is my best friend. He has a background in psychiatry. He told me, and he was genuinely scared. I have never heard Brian scared at all, ever. Um, certainly not like I had a few friends over that night, and as Brian is talking to me over the phone, they're hearing my side of the conversation. What do you mean, weird, freaky kids? And one of the girls that's over says, did they have all black eyes? She explained that she had had a dream about children with all black eyes recently. And she told me flat out, oh, if you had let them in the car, you'd be dead now. It was almost as scary when the girls asked about the black eyes in advance of Brian actually divulging that. Because that kind of was that little additional confirmation that there's there may be something here. I wonder about the stories we don't hear. I wonder about the people who just saw a couple of kids and said, Sure, you can come in. And then, what happens to them? So that's a good little taste of what we've got from black-eyed kids. Now, what I think is interesting about how they kind of cut out on the what happens after people walk in, there are documented stories of people surviving these encounters. Um, though, and I know Merle Canada, Mike, he has many pseudonyms. When we get to your story, 
there there's kind of a hangover effect to it. But with a lot of folks that encounter these, um, kind of get a, a hangover feeling. Probably the most descriptive encounter comes with a grandma and grandpa. I, I don't have the lo- I don't remember the location offhand. I think it's Ohio. I could be wrong. But a, a senior couple lets two of these black-eyed kids into their house, though at the time that they knocked, and it was a knock, not a doorbell, they said that their parents were coming and that, you know, they just needed to wait for a little bit and use the bathroom. That is kind of notorious black-eyed kid, kid MO right there. Uh, it was two boys and they were wearing hoodies as well, which disguised their face. So they come in, sit down for a little bit, go to use the bathroom. While they go in the bathroom, the husband, so the grandpa in this case, and gets a vicious uh, nosebleed and becomes ill. Um, the, the senior lady of the home, she seems to be fine at that time. They have four cats. So when the kids come out of the bathroom, um, and this is where the senior gentleman told his wife, did you see their kids or see their eyes? They're inky black. Um, and then the door opens up at the end of the sidewalk. There's two men, tall, slender, not slender man with a black car and the kids get in and leave. And then in the preceding time over the next week, it turns out that the gentleman is diagnosed with advanced cancer. Three of the cats go missing. One is dead. Something ate it. Um, and I don't remember what exactly happened to, to the senior lady of the house. Um, but th- there was definitely a hangover effect with it. Do you think they're like omens? Could they be represented as omens? Yeah. I, you know, that's a good question. Or do they cause it? I could see it if, say, we go with the alien and could be interdimensional space alien type of thing, a radiation type effect. Wouldn't explain three cats just going missing. No. Would explain an advanced cancer. Yeah, a warning. Yeah. Yeah. About things or, you know, they caused it as well. Um, it was Alf. <laughs> they didn't have That's enough okay. belly button lint. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's so many stories. Like I listen to a lot of podcasts like Jim Harold's um, Scared to Death podcast. And, you know, they get a lot of stories of people calling in about their black eyed children encounters. Like Jake said, it's always knocking on the door, kids approaching your vehicle when you're in a parking lot or or things like that. I just, how do they pick you? Yeah. So I was reading about this a bit more in depth and it seems that people have to have some sort of belief in the paranormal to begin with. And it doesn't necessarily have to be ghosts. Now, just, as I reviewed this, and I, let me tell you, it's been a whole lot of time on the interwebs today and with books and indulging myself in Reddit. By the way, if you haven't checked out Reddit, they've got a subreddit on black eyed kids stories you should check out. It's a fun read. Also, No Sleep, um, which also has a podcast. But it, generally speaking, the people who get visited by black eyed kids have to have some kind of belief in aliens or with ghosts, I didn't read anything about cryptids. So Bigfoot is not to blame for your black eyed kid, your B-A-K-B-E-K visit. I didn't quite understand how they, how the black eyed kids were, could be classified as a cryptid myself, but yeah. that's me. I just I went, really? Yeah, all right. Yeah. Okay, it's kind of like the other selection of the paranormal. <laughs> Yeah, like pop country. It's not really country. They have a twang in their voice. So we'll put them here. (laughs) (laughs) They've got no vocal range and it's twangy. So there you go. Let's put it there. We'll put them here. (laughs) (laughs) Now, um, Anne in the chat room is uh, asking what lures them. Maybe someone that has extra energy to suck the life force from or like like a particularly bright, shiny, old individual. So, you know what, as I was researching this and when, when the show's over, we can post the links. I can post the links to everything. I've got it up in my tabs right here. Okay. uh, If we need to refer to it in a lot, not every case, but in many of the cases that I looked into with these encounters, the black eyed kids 
kind of cased the joint, cased the person. Mm-hmm. And it was a few days of, of checking out a person or a property. Um, then the black eyed kid made themselves um, known. And usually they travel in pairs, but it's not uncommon to see solo um, black eyed kids as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know if, if it's that shining star. It, I mean, if we think about it, people that believe in paranormal, some of them are a little more size sensitive and that mm-hmm. could be a beacon. We know with ghosts, folks that are, are more on the size side of things, they tend to attract ghosts because, mm-hmm. you know, you'll notice them. And generally speaking, they want to communicate oh, we're black eyed kids sucking souls and life force. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I just view that as, you know, a tiger shark following the line of chum. but don't they also i don't want to say prey on but don't they also and don't vulnerable people or people going through depression and certain things that have happened in their life they kind of come to them too you know people who might open the door yeah yeah yeah, because you're emotionally wounded which puts your defenses down your psychic Mm -hmm. defenses i totally understand that too you know if I were being objective and looking at the data, and again, the data is just stories mm-hmm. that I've read right. online. Right. Um, yeah, it's kind of 50 50. It's a little bit all over the place. Um, because, Merle, you've had an encounter. I recently had an encounter. And I got to tell you, I got nothing going on in my life that would put me in that state. Me neither. Yeah. But, you know, I am a ghost hunter. Mm hmm. So I'm and open if mine to was black eyed kids then or some such entity. I never saw them, but they got me while I was asleep. So and possibly having a lower blood sugar and they mm-hmm. they sucked it dry. I mean, oh, yeah, because having a physical ailment, you know, can also affect your. So, I mean, let's just talk to the gentleman the, from, from the story I just started with out of Ohio, I believe it was, mm-hmm. having a cancer. I mean, he probably already had cancer. It just right. might have become more noticeable, his symptoms after the fact. So, because remember, the, the senior lady in that story, she appears to be fine, mm-hmm. but not the no. gentleman. Hmm. So with that, because we were just talking about dreams, let's talk about that since it doesn't look like Amanda can join us tonight. Merle, you had an encounter recently. I did. I hope Amanda's listening. If she's listening, can can you message our chat that we all have right now, just so I know? Because it stars you. Well, it doesn't start. It has a cameo with you and Rob, actually. Kind of weird, eh? <laughs> <laughs> so I was... Amanda and Rob invited Sandra and I to come on an investigation to this old house. So we go. It's fun. Let's go hang out. And we're doing our thing. And all of a sudden, so that's gone. That's the beginning of my, of my, of, it was a dream. And um, all of a sudden I'm running through this old, it was like a Victorian house. I was running so fast. I was running but something was behind me right on my heels. Like it was good. It was going to, I don't know what it was going to do to me, but I felt dread and I felt fear. I was going up these old stairs, down these old stairs, down these hallways, just this endless house, kind of like the Winchester house. And um, all of a sudden I find this old bathroom and I go inside and I, I lock the door. Well, I don't lock. I close the door. And then, all of a sudden, I hear knock, knock. And then, like, in a child voice, I hear, hey, mister. I keep saying, hey, mister. Hey, mister. Just think of, like, a children's voice making that sound. And then they wanted to be let in. And I'm like, no. And then I look in a mirror, the mirror in the washroom, and I see a reflection of these two they looked Victorian, late 1800s, early 1900s, dressed. They were drenched, wet, with black eyes, just saying, hey, mister. And that, that was my experience. And I, I feel it was the black-eyed kids because, well, their eyes were blacked out. And they looked exactly like the cover of David Weatherly's book. Exactly. And I woke up. 
from my dream and I shit you. I, I crap you not. <laughs> I heard I heard a door. Or sorry, I heard a door. I heard a knock on my door in my bedroom. Didn't open it. Mm-mm. But I, heard, I, I could it have been my mind playing tricks with with a trip I just had of my dream, perhaps. But I heard it, mm-hmm. and I, I had like a little paranormal hangover. I was so tired the next day, mm-hmm. and I, I couldn't explain. Can't explain it. Mm-hmm. And then. That morning, I wake up. I look what time it is. I'm like, oh, it's not too early to message David Weatherly. So I, I shoot him a message. I'm like, dude, can black-eyed kids come to you in your dreams? And he said, yes. There's been accounts of them coming in dreams. So hmm. that's my black-eyed kid story. Now, what I think is interesting about this one is you talk about the kids being wet and in Victorian-era clothing. But generally speaking, when you get reports of black eyed kids, it's a bit more contemporary clothing. More hoodies and yeah, blue but jeans. Very dark clothes generally, right? Yeah. Well, you know, I got let me tell you about my encounter. Okay. When I, no, right. when I when I get there, but Wendy, it sounded like you had an encounter. You were talking dreams and well um I didn't really have a dream, but on there was a a summer like a three-month time frame when i would not be able to wake up Hmm. and um not be able and and have absolutely no strength in my body there was one time one of those times that i was doing my house dog sitting and um i honestly thought that i had stroked out and was completely paralyzed because i was so weak and so drained Blood sugar was like 42, and fortunately, the woman's called the paramedics, and um, she was calling to check on her dog. And when I I was able to answer the phone and the paramedic got there, I had to crawl to the front door. And it was more like a dragging myself along, and it was just, it was frightening as anything. But there was no explanation for it. Um, I, I was doing nothing different. The blood sugar should have been fine. And, you know, that that complete and utter drain. Why, mm. why did that happen? And yeah. It, so let's talk about that one, because okay. um, it, with black eyed kids, mm-hmm. like you see them. Right. But it makes me think since we're on the topic of parasitic entities, you might have had an old hag experience. Very possibly. Yeah, because you Especially don't given that client that's no longer a client. Okay. Ooh, there's 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 some no. tea and some hot dish to go over there. <laughs> yeah. Maybe when we're not online because of slander. Me uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> but with uh with but with old hags, you don't always see them. Like you hear the classic right. story about I smell rotten mean, a graveyard dirt. Doesn't graveyard dirt just smell like dirt? Um, you know, and you can feel it get on your chest, but if you're in a deep enough slumber, and especially if there was some kind of diabetic coma, and that's probably not saying it correctly, but shock, mm-hmm. shock, um, insulin shock. Yeah. You wouldn't necessarily notice. Right. Exactly. It, yeah. It coming, um, after you and, oh, you know, old hags, uh, you know, sleep paralysis itself is, is generally, you know, it's, it's standard psychological type thing in a lot of cases, but I mean, I can drop links for articles I've written on old hags because, uh, you know, this is a kind of encounter that can happen anytime you nap. Um, I've even heard of old hag attacks during the day when people are awake. I have an old hag story I can share. Do it. All right. So this, uh, Jake, did I tell you about it? It happened in November. You didn't tell me anything. I would be down. Like I put you on ghostly activities podcast for that interview. I'm going to read it because I wrote it down on my phone. It was so deaf and scary. (laughs) November 13th. I wrote this at 3.47 a.m. when I woke up from this absolutely terrible dream. Again, I arrived at an old historic. I'm just going to read it. Mm-hmm. I arrived at an old historic building with my ghost hunting team, possibly a school or a hotel. I was in a room with Sandra and Melissa. Sandra's the girlfriend. Melissa's our friend who comes out and investigates with us sometimes. Melissa said that she was going to bed. 
as the paranormal activity was too much as she logged 329 encounters. Sandra and I were in bed. I kept feeling something walking by me. I could feel the wind of it. Suddenly, something sat on my chest, looked like the classic old hag. It bit my runt fright, sorry. It bit my right front foot ankle. I was screaming for help. I couldn't wake up. It kept shoving its long, gross hair in my mouth to shut me up, putting its disgusting face right up to mine, grinning with rotten teeth. I woke up. So this is when I'm not in a dream anymore. Mm -hmm. And I immediately thought of my interview with Andrea Perron and could see being inside the Rhode Island home, like the conjuring house in POV form as if I was walking through, I can still, and what this is me just recapping when I woke up, I can still feel a presence as my foot was burning. My throat was sore and I could see and feel something in the corner of my bedroom. Hmm. When I opened my phone, like in my notes, um, it was stuck, not just open. It was stuck on Andrea Perron's name and phone number. It's Okay, so refresh my memory on the conjuring, because if you're thinking about you, you talk to her and it's obvious that family has attachments and you've had attachments too, Merle. Yeah. What could it? you know, to the ectoplasmic like telecommunication lines over to you or to make Maybe. sure that you're backing off. There could have been some residual to that. I, I don't know, but that was, that was an absolutely terrifying old hag dream. And Sandra even said she could hear me screaming, but like something was covering my mouth because I was screaming help hmm. in my sleep. It was weird. Do you remember what it looked like besides the rotting teeth? Um, drag me to hell. Okay, the the gypsy woman. Yeah, at the end. Okay, yeah. Okay, cool. that'd be the best. Or Bathsheba <laughs> from the Conjuring movie. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The one yeah, who yeah, isn't yeah. actually Bathsheba, but okay. yeah, yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So just wait. I know we, I'm looking at Facebook, and we've got some comments from Anne Ross Chrisman. Hi, Anne. Mm-hmm. Thank you for comment commenting. Let's. We want. I want to make sure we're addressing your questions here. Yes. So I think we took care of the first question about what lures them and, and the energy question. And then I've read stories where people automatically slam doors on them. Is there a fear factor because who would do that to children in need? I think Merle, you talked about your fear in your dream, but isn't there an otherness about them that just completely freaks people out? Yeah, a couple of stories I've read. I think one was a lady that was working at a grocery store and another was a gentleman. I think he was a truck driver. And then there was one with a Marine um, who was on his porch when he was approached by them. And they got such overwhelming waves of fear, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't right away. Mm. It was like when they broke eye contact with them because it it seems like there's some kind of mental manipulation. Let's just think like Dracula's hypnotized Mm -hmm. that probably allows them to do whatever feeding and enter a room. At least this is speculative. Um, But when they break that eye contact, that's when the fear kicks in. And I think the fight or flight kicks in because I know one guy slammed the door shut in the case of Brian Bethel who wrote up the first article on black eyed kids, at least for the U S there are reports of black eyed kids overseas. Um, like with the energy draining, like I, we should say there's black eyed kids, ghost black eyed kids throughout history, hmm. right, right? The energy draining aspect of it. And let me in is a bit more recent than that. Mm-hmm. And that when they break eye contact, they get the fear. So they get the fight or flight response that takes over from there. So let's just say mother nature does provide for cures to black eyed children, because it seems like you can tell them, no, you can't come in, slam the door on them um, to take care of, to take care of that. And then can they screen that? Can they be a memory? Can they be a screen memory or something else possibly? And I'm not following you there, Rand. So, uh, and so if you could elaborate on that a bit more, that would be great. 
Um, okay. Mm-hmm. So since we're on the subject of um, parasitic entities, I do, I did get a story today off Reddit. Um, a lady responded to me and this one is about mealings, which we don't necessarily hear about so much in the United States. It comes from Scandinavian folklore <laughs> and a mealing is an abandoned or neglected child that generally dies in the woods. Now this is coming out of Norse, you know, Scandinavian area. So it's, it's a little bit different with the modern take. And of course I was a good pseudo journalist. I took my notes um, when I got <laughs> I my like DMs. It. When I got my mm-hmm. DMs on this one. So with a mealing, um, part of it is the child was abandoned, so it didn't get baptized. It didn't get buried correctly. So it's essentially a nefarious specter. Um, so here's the story. And this is, I'm just going to read it as is. It's going to kind of sound like a, a news report, but that's how I wrote it down. So I was contacted by Alicia. She is in her mid-30s, and she's from Southern California, the Los Angeles area. The story takes place in early November 2021, so, you know, just just a couple of months ago. Uh, She was driving up to the Portland, Oregon area along I-5 to see her folks. When she made a stop at a rest stop, uh, she made a stop at a rest stop, and it was near Weed, California, which, if you need to know, is by Mount Shasta. Up there, you go by Mount Shasta. So she stops, pulls in, and she goes to the rest. Goes to the restroom. She it's about eleven at night when this takes place, and so she doesn't see any cars there. Um, So she goes in, and you know, she's washing up when she hears a baby cry. She goes outside and, you know, what would you expect? You would expect like a minivan or something like that. Mom, dad, some kids, a little toddler or something, you know, crying baby stuff. But the parking lot was empty. And she heard the crying again. It was by one of those big trash bin container type things that you see at rest rest stops. Uh, And she sees like a toddler scoot around the corner of it at the time. Um, and it crawled, but when she went over and to get a better look at it, uh, the child was had pulled itself up. Uh, it looked to be about 18 months old. So I guess that's at the age where you kind of walk and crawl kind of back and forth. And the child, the toddler was described as being uh, having brown wavy hair, kind of curly blue eyes and it was a girl in a light pink onesie um i did ask about anything defining because if there really was a kid defined you know you want to and it was just like a general pink onesie nothing to identify it a little dirty and the toes had ripped out it was one of those she said it was one of the kind covers the feet fully it's got that weird padding stuff on the bottom i don't have kids so i'm not good at this so i hope you've got kids yeah onesie so she picks the kid up um, because she doesn't see any parents around. So she's thinking child abandonment. So she gets, she's got a kid that she's holding. And then our other hand, you've got the emergency button on your phone that you can hit. And she starts to dial 911 when the call drops, it connects and drops. And then she just feels a searing pain. And when she looks down and she's holding the kid, she just, she describes the pain as someone took icicles and rammed them in her chest. And she looks down at the kid and its eyes are sunk, are sunken in black. And it looks like her fingers are attached to her and going into her skin. So in the chest where she was uh, holding, holding the child Um, and it was giggling. So she took the kid and she threw it to the ground, which I'm just like, <laughs> but, wow, yeah. but I'm like, you know, I think I would throw the child to the I, ground I too. Yeah. I, like, Get off me, you nasty little tick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she didn't look back. She ran to the car and started it and drove off. She left the phone. Where was the, the phone fell to the ground too. When all this stuff. And so I'm just sitting there. I'm like, you know, I'm just like, do you have a history with 
children? Why would a child be attracted to you? Why would you? I, I mean, I get the human need. You see a baby, just like me and puppies, right? See any puppy. I'm just like, I need to save this dog. <laughs> uh, you know, I could see that. But I'm just like, you know, what in your past? Do you have some past with like a, a child? And it turned out in April, she miscarried when she was five months pregnant. And that could be a good signal that you might be because my lings, you know, most likely when they come back to haunt, it's they're not going to find their mother. So they'll find a mother substitute. Mm -hmm. And so I'm thinking she miscarried. You know, there's a maternal need. And ladies, you can correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm mansplaining here. I don't know any of this stuff with babies, but it would make me think it, it would make her like a good host for for a neglected child lunch mm-hmm. at yeah. lunch I guess, yep mm-hmm. lunch mm-hmm. and so that's the story from alicia out of southern california her experience and i i called it a mealing because this has the mo of a mealing mm-hmm. uh, who knows uh, it wouldn't be a black-eyed child if we talked about black-eyed children they're usually six to 16 most of them are about eight to 12 hmm. and mealings are always um younger under right? three they say up to five, uh, everything I've read about them and the reports is they're, you know, toddlers to infants. Man, that'd be creepy. They'd be creepier than a black eyed child. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking so. Yeah. You see, cause if I heard a baby, uh, you know, at a rest stop, I'd like, Oh, it's just raccoons. And I just go <laughs> do what the I wind. Would do. Be the wind. <laughs> like eh, coyotes. I'm out of here. <laughs> I, I, I take a, a, leave, a page from a book all the horror stories you've ever seen where mm. you don't have children. There's a child crying nearby and mm. it's, it's an abandoned spot. Mm-hmm. I'll call nine one one, but I'm going to go get in my car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I'm kind of thinking though, if you got a meanling manifesting right there, you phone ain't just ain't going to work. But it <laughs> probably not. I, I was going to say your Hopefully car actually started. Would. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, your car <laughs> actually started. Is this going to be like the crazy baby from dead alive that follows? <laughs> <laughs> Morphs into Jeepers Creepers. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that that is the Mealing story again. Thank you, uh, Alicia. Again, there's really a lot of great stories. If you want to check out these things, I, I love Reddit. It's a mm-hmm. great source for if you're interested in these keep uh, creepy stories. You can do the subreddits of paranormal, for yeah. ghost stories and black eyed kid stories. Maybe drop uh, some links later, and I will. Yep. Yep. Thank yep. You. Um, so at okay, this so point, Annie, um, yeah. she replied there. Okay, uh, I don't know if you want to read that out or if you okay. So, Anna saying, such as ET sometimes screen themselves to look like owls. Oh, I got it. Maybe huh. they could be an ET or demonic spirit masquerading as black eyed child. Yes, those are um theories. Um, David Weatherly talked about both quite a bit in his book on black eyed children he did lead off with the alien alien hybrid um Hmm. i i don't know if that's the priority of of what he thinks they really are but he started with aliens as as being a a source for black-eyed kids Hmm. Mm -hmm. Hmm. but since we're on that subject let me play a trailer for a movie that came out this year called let us in and it is goes into these theories about black eyed kids. Again, it's a fictional movie, right? But right, it, right. it does it does the, point out, I would say, the alien aspect. Yes. So let me one moment while I cue one moment at I flap flap gums, flap gums, little gray <laughs> little gray man. Yeah, I've seen the, the movie, seen the movie. Oh, so okay. the encounters are pretty spot on and quite close to what Mike had. Okay. Um However, the rest of it gets a little like a little far fetched, but interesting, interesting nonetheless. Okay, so this is Let Us In. It came out on July 2nd. If you want to rent it, it's available on Amazon. So let's just watch this trailer and see what this take on Black Eyed Kids is. So what's going on with the project? Hello, it's me, Emily Sparks, coming to you from Earth. There's a reason why you're not the most liked girl at school. I just don't want to crush Christopher's dreams of communicating with aliens. Emily, we are so close to communicating with whatever is out there. Can you imagine what it's going to be like when it finally happens? It's going to be lit. 
he let us in. It happened in this town over 50 years ago when there was only one eyewitness. Frederick Munch. You mean me, Mr. Munch? His house is totally haunted. The black-eyed kids. It's their harvest in time. So why do they ask you that question? To let them in? Because they have to. They need permission. Or whatever you do, never say yes. Sweetheart, the police will take care of it. Freeze! I want you to stay put. You guys don't understand. They're not human. You don't know what they think. So that's definitely the alien side of the house. We got wormholes, (laughs) interdimensional Mm -hmm. portals and stuff. Have you watched it? I have. How was it? But give us a review. It was, like I said, the the portrayal of the actual encounters is spot on, actually. Um, It has some good twists and some good jump scares to it. And it leaves you a little creeped out, but it's probably not going to win any awards anywhere. It's not bad. You can you can get it on Hulu for free. So I think it is a Hulu movie. So. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I just uh, reserved it for Amazon Prime. I was thinking of streaming it on Monday. Oh, okay. Well, go through. Oh, well, if you've already gotten it. Oh, well. (laughs) <laughs> I haven't yet. I haven't. I haven't. I, oh, but okay. I don't have right. I don't have Hulu. So, oh, there's too I many do. streaming networks nowadays. People. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about I'm about to cut the cord on my my streaming. <laughs> channel. I'm some of them. You know, I'm just like, I can't watch. No, I can't watch but, all this. <laughs> and, and so, you know, nobody gets confused. We are not uh, representatives of Hulu. We are not paid by mm-hmm. Hulu. I'm just saying you can get the movie for free on Hulu. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Everything we're showing tonight, we bought with our own money. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> all of the books I've had. Now, you mm-hmm. know what you read on the interwebs, you can read on the interwebs. Nothing was behind the paywall. Mm-hmm. Um, the next now. The next video I have for you, because it is the one thing we haven't talked about, is in the United States, Black Eyed Kids really took off in 1996. Actually, the story from Brian hit 1998. Black Eyed Kids mass popularity hit in about the 2011 to 2015 period because we had a lot of creepypasta stuff going on. There was a movie as well that came out. Um, and the story, a lot of the stories have kind of been derivative of of what we've seen uh, that's been written up. But the United Kingdom also has a lot of experiences with black eyed kids. And there's really? one area in particular. That's why I wish Nick uh, had made it on because I was going to quiz him about this. It is, and I will probably mispronounce it, and I don't mean to. It probably. Yeah, it's uh, that's okay, Canuck, Yeah, Canuck Chase is an area in the Midlands of England. And it's known for its UFOs, werewolves, and pigmen. I've, I've even heard of that one, that place. Okay. And, and I've only ever read it, so I don't know exactly mm-hmm. how you pronounce it. Yeah, and there is one specific part in it called Birch's Valley, where a lot of the black-eyed kids are seen and people interact with them. What's interesting with that is they have most of their encounters during the day. Oh, which, you know, over here, like I've never heard of a black eyed kid during day though. When we get to my story, can't wait to hear. Yeah. Uh, So I've got a video here and I'll probably have to speak to it because the video, and this is coming from the daily mail, which is not the most reputable news source in the United Kingdom. Let's just say Uh, They do have a video of a black eyed kid encounter, but um, I'll describe it because this will be a podcast as well. Okay. But as we view it, um, there is no sound in the video. So let me cue this up for everyone. Flap your gums. Talk amongst yourselves. while. Okay. Getting ready to share. Lots. Here we go. So here is the video I will now play. 
And this is, so October 10th, 2015 for folks, there's a, a ghost group Haunted Finders. They're in Canic Chase, which is known for having a female a black-eyed child that appears. If you didn't know, Canuck Chase was the site of a series of child murders in the late 1960s. So I would say theirs is more a a regular ghost with sunken in eyes. But they're going through the forest. It's dark at night. It's at night. And you can see a figure reflecting light walking in the background. It does look human. Um, and as it slows down, we can see this a bit more. So the folks that are watching on Facebook could have seen that clip. And then when they put it under, I don't even, is this thermal or something? You can see it again. But it reflected the light, which is kind of interesting, which would mean it's solid. Right. And as, as the thing says, the body of a living person would not carry its own light source. Correct. Yeah. So it's just, is this a black-eyed child? It repeats again. Um, I've not known ghosts that reflect light, but um, this is one of the more credible videos uh, on the subject. So I thought I, I would just share that. I would put that as inconclusive yeah. of if that's a black-eyed child or not. Yeah, totally. I would totally make that. Um, but here's the other thing we should talk about, because we talked about 2015, 20, you know, 2011 to 2015 being peak black-eyed child. So one of the things that caused black-eyed children to go off um, and become a bit more viral was in 2013, MSN.com. And full disclosure, I do work for the company <laughs> that owns MSN. Uh, that's not why I picked this out. <laughs> yeah. They had a feature called uh, the Weekend Strange or Weekly Strange, something like that, where they had a two-minute video or so of black-eyed kids that came up, and that kind of sent it crazy across the interwebs. So I've got that original video queued up that started that. So we can watch that one because this is probably, I would say, the descriptions that we hear in this video and see in this video have become the standard for black eyed kids. Mm -hmm. So let me cue this up. Talk amongst yourselves while I click. Okay. Okay. Just stop, 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 stop video. I Damn find it. this stuff so in intriguing, especially the black eyed, like mm -hmm. there's so much to learn. Yes, there is. Yeah. yeah. A never, never ending source. Yeah. And I, yeah. I got to tell you, this is one of my new favorite subjects, right? You can tell. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. Here is the video. I hope you can see it starts with some creepy dolls, the weekly strange from MSN. And here we go. What is the face of real terror? Paranormal investigators such as David Weatherly think they may know. And now, based on the revelations of a growing list of eyewitness accounts, the world at large may soon know too about a new definition for fear, BECs, black-eyed children. First reported in the late 1990s, these children's eyes are devoid of color or light. No pupils, no irises, just black. Eyewitness accounts such as those taken in New Mexico, North Carolina, and Massachusetts all recount similar hair-raising episodes. Weatherly describes them as pale-skinned children between 6 and 16 and wearing drab clothing, who approach people quietly and forcefully on the street or in a car. In a monotone and hypnotic voice, they ask people for a phone or water, then ask to be let in, claiming, this won't take long. In every retelling, the eyewitness then flees. According to Weatherly, what seems like a scene from a horror movie is anything but, leaving him and other investigators baffled and intrigued. And now, as similar sightings continue around the world, more and more people are left wondering, who are these children? Demonic beings, crypto-terrestrials, evil spirits, or something far worse? And what is it they want? Regardless of their origin, one thing is certain. They're terrifying people. Which is why we'll tuck them away under lock and key in the growing files of The Weekly Strange. Crypto, 
What was that word? Crypto terrestrial. That, that's a mm-hmm. good one. Terrestrial. I haven't heard hmm. that one before. Me neither. No. Yeah. Now, is there a way to conjure these little guys up? Like that's something that or attract would be the word. Yeah, I haven't. I have not found anything about how to attract them. It's they've always found you. Yeah, you know. <laughs> they sure have. And plus, do we want to go fishing for black-eyed children? From the yeah. level of research, yes. <laughs> From research, yeah, but I don't want my soul gobbled, Merle. So if you want, I, you know, I can put some ahi on you and throw you into that haunted house and say, here, Billy, hey, here, Sally, chew on some Merle. Okay, if I can get it documented, maybe. Okay, fine. I get to film it, though. <laughs> maybe, but probably not. Yeah. 50-50. Um, yeah, I'm just going through some of the sources here, and I don't have anything that is how to attract how to attract them i had i didn't found any i mean probably because the story is the people aren't paranormal researchers so they don't really know what it takes to get a ghost to follow you home or a psychic vampire or you know aliens kind of if it's aliens they kind of already have a plan and they've been I- I wonder if all of the media attention, though, has made perhaps people more of a target. If it's, it's mm-hmm. if it's bringing more of them out, um, maybe even giving them a little bit of a tulpa type of status. Oh yeah, 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 tulpa. You're creating them. It's a lot of the stories, mm-hmm. though, that I've read. Well, let's just say I've read more of the earlier stories than the more recent stories, and people didn't even know what black eyed kids were. <laughs> right, but if they're so, gaining power yeah. from the collective energies, thought thought energies, I guess, mm-hmm. then they might be coming out of the woodwork now. Yeah, let me. I'm just gonna do a quick a look. Mm-hmm. Do a quick look mm-hmm. under um, Black Eyed Kid stories. Okay, and Annie is asking um, if they're demonic. She wonders if reciting religious scripture or you know, show them across to banish them, much like a vampire. Mm-hmm. Lore. It, that's all folklore, but you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I don't I don't really know because I don't either. Yeah, if they I, were psychic vampires, it wouldn't work. And if they're aliens, I right, mean, it wouldn't right. work. Um, so since they probably could be any three, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised that it if it has worked in some cases. Maybe by putting a barrier up in your mind mm. so that they yeah. stop feeding. They yeah. They, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could take the the side that faith itself creates a psychic barrier to these things, mm-hmm. you know, and strengthens your defenses. Yeah. Because a lot of times I say with vampires, at least, it's the faith of the person that the vampire is after is what protects More them. More so than the actual yeah. object. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because vampires can be of any religious, you know, if it was a Jewish vampire, they'd be like, okay, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's fine by me. (laughs) Yeah. Ooh, a Jewish throwing star. (laughs) Uh, Or you got, or a Buddhist vampire. It'd be like, what? (laughs) Here, have a steak. Does not compute, you know, does not compute. No. Um, okay. Well, I mean, we're getting to the top of the hour, so I, I think I'll, I can tell my encounter if you'd like to. Yes. So this is a recent one. Um, I'll just take it, you know, chronologically. So um, it was this past Sunday. So it's at January 2nd at about 4.30 PM. It was dusk. And um, so just to give context, I've got a big fence around my property and it's, it's pretty far from the main entrance. So to get in, we have a gate. It's usually always locked and we have a, um, a ringer. So if someone stops by, they have to hit the, the ringer for us to go out to the gate to let anyone in. It could be from Amazon to whatever. And so I'm just in, in the ghostly office where I am right now. And the buzzer goes off. And I'm just like, well, I wasn't expecting anything. It's a Sunday. So usually, 
It's UPS, FedEx, Amazon, sometimes the male person that rings this thing um, because they have a package that they don't want to throw over the fence. Um, so at the time, my other half had left for uh, to go to essentially Home Depot <laughs> and they'd be gone for probably an hour or so. So it, actually, I thought it was David returning. I'm like, oh, he must have forgotten something. So I checked the Lorex system. So we've got cameras everywhere. I have a, we have parameter and I looked out there and I didn't see anything and we can see, I've got one pointed right at the main gate and the driveway coming into the property. So the first thing I thought was, oh, cause we had snow and everything. It's like, I wonder if ice got in and screwed up the buzzer or there's something wrong with the battery because of the cold weather. So I had been meaning to play with Mikey and Daisy, who are my two big black pit bulls. Um, Mikey's a hundred pounder, um, and Daisy's an 85 pounder. So these aren't little dogs by any means. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, so I'll go out, check it. We'll play some chuck it, you know, fetch. And as I'm going out there, there was a kid standing in front of the gate. So it's wood. So it's got those little slots. It's maybe a quarter inch, not quite half an inch, but you can, you can see through to see folks on the other side of it. And so I'm just like, what are you like? Are you okay? (laughs) Why are you here? And he, it was a boy. Um, And with the slots, I couldn't see, he looked Latino, maybe native American. I, where I live, we have a, a reservation nearby. Um, So it's not uncommon to see native Americans. And I'm just like, because I'm, my property is the one with the big fence. My neighbors don't have fences. <laughs> and I'm just like, uh, hi, are you lost? And he said, very monotone voice. <laughs> Could I come in? Could I use your phone? No oh boy. <laughs> and I'm like, do you, I'm like, I had my cell phone. And I'm like, oh, well, what are, what's your parents' number? I can call them for you. He's like, no, I need to use your phone. Can you let me through? Can I come in? And I'm like, no, kid. I mean, I, I'll call your parents, but I've got my dogs out. And my dogs are big pit bulls. And if anything happens, my pit bulls get blamed. So you're on that side of the fence. I will <laughs> call your parents. What is their phone number? And he just said, I really need to come in. And at that point, Daisy barked and then Mikey started to bark. So I looked at my dogs. I'm like, shh. It's like, we'll play in a minute. And then when I look at the back to the gate, the kid is gone. Wow. Wow. Yeah. You had it happen. So, but like nothing happened to me, but you know, I had the wood up. So it's not like I had a straight on view of the kids. I, I could tell through it. Um, He's probably a foot shorter than me, but I don't, I'm only five, five. So it's not like, so a kid that's four foot six. I don't know how old that is. Is that like eight to 10? Eight to, I don't know. I'm, I'm five foot nothing. And most 11 year olds are taller than I am. Okay. So, yeah. And, but, but to describe probably 14 at the latest. Yeah. 14. So the, the clothing though, it was uh, a light gray hoodie and wearing blue jeans. And that's all I could really tell. And he was a bit darker complected. Um, but I could kind of see his hair. It was straight. So he wasn't like pale skinned or anything like that. Too bad you couldn't see his eyes. Yeah. I, I didn't think, I mean, now that I've been researching, reading about this and stuff, I'm like, oh, because we had been planning this episode with Nick Redfern to come on and we we're going to hit time travel first. And the second mm-hmm. half was going to be about parasitic entities, black eyed kids. Mm-hmm. So I don't know me being the ghost hunter and just, is it the topo effect? Like I was primed for it to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, But I didn't feel any of like the energy draining. I'm just like, holy shit. (laughs) Wow. Hmm. That's still cool, man. Yeah. Interesting. That's my, that's, that's the scoop of my story. That's one I will be remembering. Um, So Anna's asking, do they walk away or just vanish into thin air? So in my case, vanished into thin air, but there are stories about um, someone coming to pick up the black eyed kids. A lot of times they vanish. Yeah. So it varies. 
it, yeah, it can vary. And it could be the origin of the black eyed kid because like with the elderly couple in Ohio, that story that I led off with that, what yeah. seems like, you know, the men in black came to take away, <laughs> take Sounds away, like which it, would yeah. mean aliens. Snippers, yeah. <laughs> snappers, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and psychic vampires, yeah, you know, it depends if it's an entity or a human that doesn't know any better. I would imagine they would walk away. Yeah. And then you've got the specters, which would vanish. Right. Right. So um, do we have anything else we'd like to cover? Because we're a little over time. I've got that and, one kind of interesting yeah. story from uh, Nick's book. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. So this is Paranormal Parasites? Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. So this is, let me do a little cover. Paranormal Parasites. You can get it on Amazon. Paperback only. Mm-hmm. Um, it's from Llewellyn Worldwide, which is known for its paranormal publishing. I've got and, it on ebook. Oh, you got an ebook? Okay. Uh-huh. I, I got the hardcover. Okay, cool. And it came out in 2018. So yes. just making sure if we're going to the story let's mm-hmm. give credit to everyone so over to you wendy okay um an early encounter with a black-eyed child um this is straight from his book so this was his interview and and i'll just read it that way um one final case will suffice when it comes to demonstrating how the black-eyed children clearly see us as a food source the story was given to me by the great granddaughter of the witness a woman whom i've i'm whom i have a dub jane sorry um her experience is an interesting one it demonstrates that the bec phenomenon is not the relatively new one that most people assume it to be jane unfortunately is no longer with us she died in 1992 at the age of 87 now jane's great-granddaughter contacted him in 2016 to share the details of the encounter, which all of the family had heard of. Um, It was kind of like the definitive skeleton in the closet. Everyone knew of it, but no one really wanted to talk about it. At least that is until Jane's great granddaughter related the facts to me, Nick. (laughs) At the time of her encounter, Jane was just 18 years old. This would have put the encounter in 1923, which is astonishing given that the BEC phenomenon is assumed to be one from fairly modern times. Jane and her family were living in a small town in eastern Louisiana. Times were hard, and the family of seven struggled to make ends meet. If that were not enough, it was in January of 1923 that Jane had her first encounter with what can only be described as one of the black-eyed children. It was in the early hours of one particular morning that Jane awoke, unable to move and unable to speak, as a young boy dressed in black stood in her room, stretched out his hand, and pointed at her. Instantly, she began to feel ill and listless. The paralysis and inability to scream made things worse still. Then suddenly it was all over. The paralysis was gone, and so was the boy in black. Jane, practically hysterical, woke her parents and told them what had happened. The most terrifying part of the encounter, the boy's black eyes. For the next three nights, the boy returned. The story was the same every night the boy with the black eyes would manifest next to Jane as she lay in bed, unable to move an inch. As per the first time, he would reach out, the result of which was again a sudden feeling of overwhelming weakness. Although the boy never returned again, it took Jane, like Martin, I assume that was the previous uh, (laughs) story, uh, decades later, um, days to get back to her normal self. Notably, in the immediate aftermath of the encounter, Jane had a series of nosebleeds, something that often occurs in paranormal situations, and she took on a slightly jaundiced appearance, which was most definitely not a good sign. The story would undoubtedly never have surfaced had it not been for the fact that on one occasion in 2014, Jane's granddaughter was channel flipping and was confronted by a TV show that was focused on part on the BEC. Amazed and more than a bit disturbed, she realized what it was that Jane had encountered all those decades earlier, an energy-sucking thing that saw Jane as a convenient source of nutrition. The end. (laughs) Did we lose you, Jake? 
No, I had puppy emergency I had to deal with, oh, so I had to run away. Okay. <laughs> so you guys, you guys switched positions while I was reading. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I'm still pegged to my spot on my screen. Okay. But, <laughs> but a good source of nutrition. Mm. Yes. Mm, <laughs> yum, yum. But I mean, uh, how close is that to mine? I mean, yeah. just completely drained. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I didn't see anything that I remembered anyway. Yeah. On the flip side, if I am having an uber high blood sugar at night while I'm sleeping, which doesn't happen often, but occasionally, you know, something would go awry. I would always dream that the devil wanted me to let him in. And yeah, as, as hardheaded as I am, the answer was always no. So, you know, I, but I knew to wake up and, and check things and see what was what. And it was always a really, really high blood sugar. Mm. Not, I've, I've been diabetic since I was two years old. So, you know, I, I kind of make mental notes on some of these weird things mm-hmm. and I can handle a, a higher blood sugar as they occur. I know how to fix them. Hmm. I'm still going to go with black. Eye. I'm sorry, old hags. You might have to do a show on old. Right, hags. right. Yeah. But I mean, that was just always very, it, it remains very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I really want to do an old hag show. That stuff interests me, man. Yeah. Well, let's bucket. Woohoo. All right. How's <laughs> next week look? <laughs> okay. Um. So this is, I know it's kind of an off off schedule show and stuff, but I'm going to have to right, adult soon. Right. I'm going to have to adult soon. So mm-hmm. um, I guess I enjoyed if, it. That was, it was, I, I enjoyed it. Black was a great kids. talk guys. Yeah. Thank you. So folks, thank you for tuning in and leaving your comments. It was great to have you along for our little black eyed child mealing old hag. Yes. WTF is this thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, conversation Mm -hmm. tonight and annie thank you so much for joining us and and your questions they were they were very very uh appropriate for this particular show and thank you to chris for you know giving us technomancer questions occasionally or you know thoughts occasionally cool okay Mm -hmm. i guess we'll do this soon again we'll we'll book something so nick back Yes. We'll do something even if it's wrong, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, actually, when it's wrong, it's far more fun. Oh, so. well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But And I'll bring more wine. Okay. <laughs> Moscow <laughs> right. mule, baby. True. Thank you for tuning in to Mystic Moon Cafe on when, just wait, I was calling it when like killer kid spirits strike back or something, black eyed kids and right. <laughs> So I took him at his word. He, he yeah. likes to name these things sometimes. And I do, I do. <laughs> but thank you for tuning in to our black eyed kids and mealings and energy draining parasite kids special. And with that, yes, I will. thank you so much. And we we're going to probably switch to Thursdays, right, Jake? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So and and the hour later, because them on the West Coast, it just works better that way. Mm-hmm. We're extra on the West Coast. Extra. <laughs> we're extra. So they're with special. That. They're so special. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, thank you very much for tuning in to this episode of Mystic Moon Cafe and take care, everyone. Good night. Good night.